I was worried it was getting a little dodgy in the middle part, but then that finale. <laughs> wow! Hello and welcome to the 241 Season 1 Recap. We've got some questions here to go over all the different movies we saw, and we will end by sharing with you our list of movies for Season 2 so that you can do the all-important viewing prep for our upcoming episodes. As always, I'm Claire. And I'm David. So I guess let's just start with uh, what movies were the most different this one is quite clear that the biggest difference was between the two different Casino Royales. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah. That's the only one where the genre was really totally different, right? Yeah, from parody to, like, actual spy film. To, like, the most <laughs> self-serious James Bond movie. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Like, reinventing him is even more serious than, you know, Pierce Brosnan and Roger Moore and even Sean Connery's Bond I do have some runners-up, though, for Biggest Difference. Okay, hit me. Uh, Beowulf, uh-huh. because literally they tell different stories. They focus on different aspects of the epic, and they interpret it different ways, and the difference in quality is pretty big, too. And uh, just the visual storytelling is yeah. very different. Both the ways that they visualize Grendel and, I mean, the style, you know, live-action footage first, whatever, CGI, whatever motion CGI capture. CGI stuff that was. Yeah. yeah. Was that a Zemeckis thing? I don't remember. But it was very, like, Polar Express. Yeah, uh, very uncanny valley. Yeah. Uh, and the other big difference that I noted was between the different Ocean's Eleven movies, mm-hmm. which I think you could also call a difference between genre. I think the first Ocean's Eleven was, I mean, it's the Rat Pack, but it's also sort of more tongue-in-cheek and, like, not meant to be taken in seriously and ends on a comedic note, whereas the other one is a, a true heist movie. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe, like, the heist film hadn't really been perfected at that mm. time. And I think maybe it's just, like, a crappier version of something that would be perfected like in the remake, you know? Yeah. Plus, I don't really think it's... Like, it does end on a comedic note, but, like, the new version is way funnier. And well, it's only also be- <laughs> yeah. self-parodying a little bit. Only way funnier because it's it's funny in a modern in sensibility. A, in an actual funny yeah. way? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I know I'm only allowed one answer per question, and I've already given three for the biggest difference between movies. But although Casino Royale, Beowulf, and Ocean's Eleven have these big differences, for me the most irritating differences were definitely between the two Emmas. Mm. Like, in terms of liking one and disliking one, that was the biggest gap for me. Yeah, I would say, I would agree with that, especially because they do both hew so close to the source material. That it's like it when really you do make a choice, the differences, yeah. yeah, like you have to look at that and wonder like why, you know. And some of them were very irritating. Uh, I would also say, along similar lines, like the Planet of the Apes remake is like, oh, yeah, those are very different. Why did you make the choices that you made? Like you had a perfectly good movie here, and then you remade it in a way that like alienated a lot of people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think the lamest difference is Old Boy and like. Uh, yeah, that's just like, this movie's disappointing. I don't hate it, but it's like... I don't you know. know. There was a, a great movie that did not need to be remade. Yeah, and they kind of nerfed like the twist make, make, to make it like less hard-hitting. Yeah, I don't know if they nerfed it. I think they just still wanted it to be a twist so that 
and they made it slightly different but i think it doesn't hit as hard having seen two versions what do you think should or shouldn't be remade a third time or a fourth or a fifth <laughs> or however many times they keep remaking Planet of the, Planet of the Apes or yeah. whatever. Um, all right, I'm going to sound a bit like a broken record here because Ocean's Eleven, we said in the podcast, should not be remade because the George Clooney one is such a, a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'd be down for a new Ocean's Eleven with a more like comedic take on it. And I know it is a funny movie. But something about the punchline of the end of the Frank Sinatra Ocean's Eleven. Yes, you were very fixated on that when we, when we talked about it. It was so it. unexpected and so funny. So, although we said that it's such a great movie, I would watch a remake. Um, we did watch a remake. It was called Ocean's Eight and it was terrible. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, but I think the, the movie I would say should not be remade is Emma. The one with Anya Taylor-Joy is just such a treat. I don't need another Emma. I disagree with you. I don't think that they're ever going to remake Ocean's Eleven, and it is like the archetypical heist film. Mm-hmm. Well, they will remake it. They're never going to make it better. That's what I would say. And yeah, like, you're probably right. It, it's just, it's going to get worse, and then people will be like, well, the old one's better, and then we'll be like, but not the super old <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, don't, don't go too yeah. far back. <laughs> um, I would say old boy I'm kind of torn on because it should yeah. never have been Good remade answer. in the first place. But now that they made an American one, it's just like, okay, can we remake that and have like a good American version? Like, either don't make one or make it good. You know what I mean? And we didn't get a good one. Yeah. No, I don't think Old Boy needs to be remade. I do like that, you know, movies and TV have taken lessons from Old Boy. I know we talked at the time about the Daredevil one-shot fight scene that was clearly Old Boy inspired. The one-shot thing is very big now. Um, but as far as what should be remade, did you have an answer to that one? I would say keep remaking these Poirot things. We don't necessarily love the ones that are coming out right now, the Kenneth Brona ones. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot there, and I think if you get a good actor for Poirot, it can just be, and you know, a good cast, it can be really fun. And it's like these ensemble murder mysteries are kind of having a renaissance right which is nice they're fun yeah so i would be happy if if we keep going with the kenneth Brona series which i guess we are i'm happy with that i'm happy if we get new versions of orient express and death on the nile i would be happy with with any of those so mm-hmm. they you know keep making fun movies yeah i i put the same thing down for what should be remade uh when we did the death on the nile podcast we mentioned having taika waititi as director and I think he would make a great Death on the Nile. But yeah, just Poirot in general. I mean, those stories are so good and can be made into really good movies, but I think there's room for more versions of them. Yeah, I would also say that anybody that would try to reboot James Bond by remaking Casino Royale, I think that would be stupid. Oh? But I think taking the elements of that as a reboot that made it work whenever they do reboot bond with whoever they get i think it would behoove them to look at what made casino royale actually work so in that sense i think yeah just redo it but don't do the same plot line because they're never gonna they're not gonna do a vesper plot line i think mm-hmm. better they're not gonna do casino royale better you know figure out why did that movie actually work so what was the toughest decision that you had to make I feel like when we would have 
the evaluation question in a lot of these podcasts, I had trouble deciding. But in retrospect, like with time, it becomes quite clear which one was better. Yeah. But I think the the toughest choice for me is definitely death at a funeral. I think I would need Mm. to watch them again to really, really think about which one I find funnier. Yeah, I think I was very quick with my answer. And I stand by it that I like the American version of that better. Uh, but they are both very good. I think I just I'm just a sucker for that like stupid yeah. jokey, you know, Tracy Morgan, Chris Rock kind of, you know, a million jokes a minute. Kevin Hart. Yeah, I think along the lines of what you're saying, with time, I am less certain of Beowulf because I liked the computer generated, Uncanny Valley version, mm-hmm. and I still think. That just seems more fun to me when I'm watching it in my head. But, you know, maybe it's actually trash. Maybe the other version has merits that I, like, just couldn't see because I was... Yeah. I don't know. I didn't love it. That was a really uh, tough choice at the end of the day. Even though it's quite clear that one of these was made better, doesn't necessarily mean the movie is better. I think with Planet of the Apes and with Sleepy Hollow, I ended up choosing... The Tim Burton ones in both cases. You chose the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes? No, you must have chosen the... I don't know. You did. No, you chose the the correct choice, oh. the original Planet of the Apes. So are you uh, saying that's was, your toughest choice? Well, it was closer. Because you're coming back on it now. No, it was closer. Well, I was going to say that it was... Uh, I really enjoyed the Tim Burton one. But in both mm-hmm. of those cases, I enjoyed the Tim Burton movies, but was frustrated by them too, yeah. you know? I get that. Uh, And so I think in both those cases, it's like, it's hard to choose a movie that when you think of, it just annoys you, you know? Like, I think of Sleepy Hollow, and I'm, like, imagining all (laughs) these boring things that, like, don't make the movie better, but I still think, I don't know. It's it's just, those are kind of hard to decide. Everything else was kind of a no-brainer. The old versions of the Poirots are better. Mm -hmm. The old, or the new version of Emma, I just, it's funnier. Yeah. Yeah. It's funnier and more impactful, I think. And Korean old boys definitely better. Obviously. Yeah. All right, just a couple more questions. So did any of these movies surprise you, either in what they looked like, what, they, what their messages were, or how good or bad they were? Yes, I think the movies from the 1970s, the Poirot movies from the 1970s, and I know they weren't part of the same series, but both Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile were so good. Mm-hmm. And I know that watching those movies was actually part of what inspired this podcast in the first place. They're just so much fun. And they piqued my interest just in mysteries in general, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, especially Death on the Nile, I yeah. think. Is it Peter Ustinov? Yes, Peter Ustinov. Peter Ustinov was, was so good and everybody was having a grand old time mm-hmm. on the on the ship. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess it's a riverboat, right? Um, that was really fun. I also... I think I was surprised by how lame the old Ocean's Eleven was. I thought it would actually <laughs> yes. be kind of fun. Yes. And like make, Surprisingly bad. make more sense. Well, it's just like they, they put this war movie structure into essentially like a heist movie plot with these guys. Yeah. The Rat Pack. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if like the heist movie just wasn't really perfected at the time, but it just, it wasn't very good. I mean, yeah. it gives us some classic, you know, songs. EO 11. Yeah, David and I have been singing EO 11 to each other since seeing that Rat Pack movie. 
Still wouldn't recommend it, though. Uh, I was surprised by how similar the death at a funerals were. Yes. I yes. mean, and it made it really fun, like, both to watch the movies and to talk about. But, yeah, none of these other movies were literally the same script. And, uh, yeah, it was really fun to, to watch that. But I didn't know what we were getting into. I, mm-hmm. I think I, I'd seen the American one, but not the British one. And then we started the British one, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, okay, one other thing that would be surprising. I think the Casino Royale, the uh, the one from the 60s, the parody one, wanted you to not be able to anticipate what was coming next. But because it's so bonkers and off the wall, it's like, I'm ready for anything, so yeah. you can't really surprise me. And if you've seen a bunch of like those spoof movies, yeah, like it just yeah, like there's no point in being surprised by anything. So that's not really what it's about. So there's no like I knew what we were getting into, right? Yeah, but the movie that did continue to surprise me with like <laughs> what's happening next was definitely Beowulf and Grendel. Just what is even happening in this movie? Uh, that was that was my reaction to a number of scenes. Which one was that? That was the uh, the live action one with uh, Stellan mm. Skarsgård. I guess I was surprised they didn't really shy away from some of the more unseemly aspects of the Beowulf stories. I was also surprised like some of the choices that they made in those movies. Yeah, honestly, most of our conversation ended up being like, "What is a hero?" and "What are these films trying to tell us?" Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and I've never read Beowulf, so it was uh, watching these two movies, which I think we watched in the same night. I was learning what... No, we definitely didn't, because we started Beowulf and Grendel at like 11 p.m. Oh, okay. We started (laughs) it the same night. All right. Last question, uh, which I think you've already alluded to some of your thoughts, but did any of these movies make you interested in either a sequel to that movie or a genre of movie or just another form of media like did was your interest piqued by anything that you saw yes definitely the the Poirot movies piqued my interest mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not surprised that we're getting like the the Knives Out series now mm-hmm. and whatnot I think it's a really fun genre that I don't really remember growing up getting a lot of mystery movies yeah well we had the Poirot show but it wasn't a popular like movie genre yeah i think like the on the clue movie which is very bonkers and not yeah from the 80s yeah yeah i think like it's one of those things where um you know to get an ensemble movie and to get like a cast like that together there's only a couple genres that really do that and for whatever reason, the murder mystery genre was not the in thing in the 90s and in the 2000s. Yeah. But it is now, and it's it's a fun genre. I don't know. What were, like, ensemble casts doing? Like, Wes Anderson movies? Ocean's Eleven. You Ocean's know, Eleven, yeah. three movies. And then, of course, we went through... And horror movies. The um, superhero, the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Big ensemble. Did you have an answer, David, to uh, anything that's piqued your interest? Yeah, well, we just started... Well, you just finished it, but I'm still reading Sense and Sensibility, and I think the only reason we picked that up oh, yeah, good is because uh, because we knew Emma kind of renewed our interest in Jane Austen. Yeah, it's kind of cool to realize Jane Austen is just a great writer. Yeah, you know? yeah. And we had watched like uh, one of the Pride and Prejudice movies a mm-hmm. year or so ago, and I think that's why we were like, all right, we don't need to read Pride and Prejudice, but it'd be cool to read something that's a little 
you know, is still well known, but not everybody knows like Mr. Darcy or whatever. Yeah. Like who are who's the Mr. Darcy of Sense and Sensibility? You know, so. Mr. Ferris, maybe. I don't know. Colonel Brandon. Uh, I'm not that far. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we kind of just picked that to get more into Austin. Um, other than that, I did watch the first two of the new Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, actually, no. We should still watch uh, Battle for Planet of the Apes or whatever the third one's called. Oh, those are good answers, David. I hadn't, like, even thought about the fact that we've been affected by those movies. And, like, yeah, we watched those Planet of the Apes sequels and we've been reading Austin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think I went and watched Casino Royale. We probably watched it at least twice. To be fair, we'd probably do that anyhow. Right, yeah. (laughs) So it's hard to say that that really impacted me in a new way but i did watch quantum again which i love and i will stand sure keep standing it i don't i think it made us if anything less interested in tim burton oh yeah and we also watched uh beetlejuice for the first time and it wasn't as spectacular as everybody makes it seem it was fine it was fine yeah so like outside of batman it's like i don't know if i need more tim burton in my life Oh, oh nightmare yeah, Nightmare's fine. Yeah, I definitely agree with... I wouldn't say it... The reluctance of choosing the Tim Burton film for, a, like, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Just, it, and it's like you you're comparing can't, it to this old-ass cartoon, yeah, and it's still like, ah. You still can't unequivocally <laughs> yeah. choose a Tim Burton movie. So I don't think it changed our minds, necessarily, but more cemented our opinions. Yeah, really put it into perspective. Yeah, of like, wow, he really is more missed than uh, hit or miss, right? More like he hits and misses throughout one movie. Well, you love Big Fish. I do love Big Fish, that's true. I think that's that's pretty solid movie. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think I wanted to go back and read Beowulf. I didn't really care. It was interesting to, to learn what that's actually about, but I didn't get into it or anything and i think it would be with some reluctance that i would go to see another beowulf movie but i would we were briefly talking about watching more of um the old boy director's movies but we didn't oh, actually do so it so this is interesting if you don't know the korean old boy is actually part of a trilogy a sympathy for mr vengeance well a, a spiritual trilogy right similar to like the cornetto trilogy or something like that but not comedies like the cornetto trilogy but yeah it's like Within the same universe. I don't know if is it? Odesu is in the other movies, but Odesu think, is the main character. I think it's just that they have similar themes, right? Okay, yeah. But yeah, no, I'd be interested in watching the yeah. Mr. Vengeance movies. Yeah, we talked about that because it's such a... But it's also like you got to sort of mentally prepare. Knowing what I know about old boy, it's like i gotta be, I got to be able to have my mind be fucked for... <laughs> The next day. But on the other hand, Old Boy is the one that like broke through internationally. So it probably is the best one. Yeah, you know, until also, I see otherwise, I would yeah. assume so. Yeah. So I would be prepared to be like, yeah, it wasn't as good as Old Boy. That's kind of my expected reaction. Even yeah. if, I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm interested because one of them is like Lady Vengeance, right? So I'm interested with a female protagonist. If that's the case, that might just be the title of the movie. Good title. All right, well, that's a wrap on season one. So why don't you give us a little preview of the movies that we're going to be doing for season two? Okay, so season two coming up, we've got Scarface, where we'll be saying hello to Tony's little friend. We've got Midway, which we're excited about. Okay, go ahead. 
We've got Midway, which we're excited about because it's going to be the first time we are comparing two movies based on the same historical event. We've got The Italian Job. We were just talking about, you know, when did the heist movie become heist movies? So I'm interested to yeah, and I those. I wanted to say that like the '60s is when that kind of thing really. I would guess so. Yeah, West Side Story. So we get to see Rita Moreno and both Anita and her new character in the recent version of West Side Story, which is Spielberg, right? Spielberg yes, Spielberg. Just, yeah. Then we are gonna compare versions of Queen Elizabeth the First, who is played both by Betty Davis and by Kate Blanchett, and see who we feel captured that monarch better all right so the other ones that we're doing are that darn cat which you know we've seen the old version uh it's kind of a classic family friendly Mm -hmm. comedy romp i guess uh and then they they remade it in what the late 90s early 2000s we're gonna do seven samurai which was remade twice uh as the magnificent seven in the united states uh, but the original is a Kurosawa movie, the early 50s, I want yeah, to say. Which I know we've brought up on multiple pods because yeah, it's we've such seen a it. great movie. We've seen it. We've seen all the Magnificent Seven movies, too. But Seven Samurai is the one that we that we go back to because it's so good. Two versions of The Secret Garden, which I haven't seen, but Claire is telling me she loves. Yes, that is going to be a, a big nostalgia trip for me. But I'm so, also excited because the new version came out within the last five years, I think. Yeah, and when's the earlier one from? Oh gosh, I don't know. But it was one of those where Maggie Smith was already playing a really old lady, and Maggie Smith is continuing to play really old ladies, so it's really hard to tell. Thunderball and Never Say Never Again. Thunderball is a mainline James Bond movie. I think it's like the fourth, fifth. I think it's the fourth one he made. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. So it's the fourth Bond movie ever created. And then he quit the franchise and they got George Lazenby to come do on Her Majesty's Secret Service and everybody hated it so they brought Connery back and he did Diamonds Are Forever and then he said fuck this I'm never gonna do Bond again and about 10 years later because of a rights issue uh, they ended up remaking Thunderball with a different studio and they somehow got Sean Connery back so you have old ass Sean Connery doing James Bond things, while there's also a Roger Moore movie coming out the same year. I had forgotten that aspect of it, that Sean Connery will be Bond in both of these movies. Yeah. And they're both serious takes, well, serious enough. Yeah. It's not like a parody movie like we had yeah. with Casino Royale. But I think because of like whatever rights issue it is, like specifically, they only had the rights to Thunderball, so they had to remake Thunderball, which I think is going to keep them pretty close together. That'll be interesting. Yeah. And then uh, last, we are doing um, Quarantine, which is a horror movie, not my favorite genre, and it's a remake of a Spanish movie called Rec, as in R-E-C, the the letters that you see on a camcorder while it's recording. I've never heard of it, but I'm always interested in exploring more of the horror genre. Horror genre. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. I have seen Rec, and I have not seen Quarantine, but I think it was a pretty popular... Oh, would it have been at the same time as, like, The Grudge and The Ring? I think it was, like, right after that, yeah. Okay. And, like, Saw. Yeah, I remember there being a big horror wave. So, yeah, it will be fun, too, to check out a horror movie. Well, we look forward to watching them and talking about them, telling you guys about them. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Exploring some new genres. We've got a pretty wide variety. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, and see you next season.